this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. And I think there's some discussion of what's going to happen next. But we're very honored to have as our first guest tonight, Congressman Troy Nels from the great state of Texas. Uh, Congressman Nels, you're actually Major Nels. You're a retiree uh, Army Reserve, and you were also the sheriff down there in a couple of locations, but in Fort Bend County, Texas. Tell us about that. Get, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into asking some questions. Sheriff. My father was a sheriff in Dodge County, Wisconsin. I have an older brother that became a sheriff, the sheriff in Dodge County, Wisconsin. And then I have an identical twin brother. We moved on to Texas and eventually I rose through the ranks and became the sheriff of Fort Bend County, Texas, which is a suburb of Houston, just outside of Harris County. I had a large county, 826 employees. So I spent 30 years in law enforcement. I was a sheriff for eight years and I enjoyed it. But I have to tell you, Steve, I don't know if I all want to start all over again. Very difficult occupation, very difficult profession today. Congressman, Biden has announced they're going to go down uh, to Texas. He's actually going to go, go to the border. Someone that was in law Walk us through the pressures, just not of law enforcement. What has, since the Biden administration, I call it the Biden regime, has come in office with this massive uh, illegal alien, essentially invasion, of our country. How, how has that affected law enforcement? How has it affected the citizens down in Fort Bend? Well, you know, I'm about four hours north of the, of the southern border, and I had my uh, residents of Fort Bend County become victims of crime from illegal aliens that have entered this country. I can recall a senior woman that was struck and killed by a car uh, in my county. Obviously, the individual uh, fled from the scene. We apprehended him, and once we arrested him, we discovered that this individual has been deported eight previous times. Think about that. He's been deported eight times. How the hell did he get back into this country so quickly? So I, we, have a, we have a southern border problem. We have an immigration law or lack thereof. We've got problems in our southern border. They must be addressed. So now Joe Biden's going down there to think that he's going to accomplish something. If you want to accomplish something, Joe Biden, what you should do is close your mouth, close your mouth and reinstate all of uh, institute, all of Donald Trump's policies, because under Donald Trump, it was the most secure border in four decades. Congressman Nels, does law enforcement think that the uh, that the forget the state government, they think the federal government's got their back when it comes to enforcing uh, the law and, and bringing criminals, getting criminals away from victimizing individuals, particularly the minority community, the Hispanic and the African-American community? Does law enforcement uh, officers, the front line, do they think that the federal government has their back? Well, when you look at what's taking place in the great state of Texas, obviously, we have hundreds of miles of the border in the great state of Texas. And what has our state legislature and our state government done? Uh, you obviously have Governor Greg Abbott that is augmenting the border patrol. He's augmenting the border patrol with the Department of Public Safety and the Texas National Guard, because obviously the border patrol is spread so thin and we have an, a, a crisis at our southern border. The problem I have with that is I applaud the efforts, but the problem I have with that is it's not the state of Texas's responsibility. It's the federal government's responsibility, specifically Congress, to secure our southern border. So the Texas taxpayers are paying for National Guard soldiers to be there and the Department of Public Safety up to the upwards of almost a billion dollars a year. And it's not our responsibility. So I understand why Greg Abbott's doing it, but it shouldn't be required. It should be done at the, at, by the federal government and Congress. And so... I don't, uh, Joe Biden, listen, 
Send your border czar down there. What has she done for the southern border? And when you got a guy named Mayorkas, your DHS secretary, that will look at the American people in the camera and say that the southern border is secure, he's lying to the American people and he should be impeached. Congressman, you're an Army major, right? And you're a sheriff. I've spent a career in law enforcement. Why would a man of action run for Congress? What, 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 what motivated you to do it? And what did you hope to accomplish? Because you don't really think of, of Congress as a place for a, 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 somebody that's out there in kind of the front lines. Is somebody that... Why did you do it? And what did you hope to accomplish? Well, it was the southern border, Steve. It's a great question. You know, I, I was ready to retire. I mean, I have 30 years into this thing. But when I looked at what was taking place at our southern border, not only that story I shared with you about that elderly woman that was killed by an illegal immigrant who was deported a previous time, we also had large amounts of gangs, Colombian gangs and others, that were breaking into homes, residential homes, and committing burglaries. So I saw that there was a significant problem with individuals entering our country. Oh, and by the way, the burglars that we apprehended there were like a gang of 17. Several of those knuckleheads have been deported from our country more than one time. So I knew that we had a problem here. And I said to myself, I'm going to do what I can to protect this nation, to put the American people first and secure our southern border. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm fighting for it each and every day in Washington, D.C. President Trump just tweeted out today, I actually think he put out more of a, of a, of a policy thing. He said uh, upon his reelection, he will actually declare essentially war on the, on the cartels. And he wants military action or paramilitary action to really take the fight to the cartels, even if that means and it applies, even if it means going into Mexico. Do you, do you, as someone from law enforcement that had to deal with this every day, do you agree with that? I love the idea. I think Donald Trump, what he's trying to do is he's trying to protect the American people. And right now we need to declare war on the cartels. Certainly. If anybody that is awake and understands we are losing thousands of people in this country to the fentanyl crisis. If you help secure the southern border, we could lose less lives. We will have we won't have the amount of fentanyl reaching the American people, not only in Texas or in the southern states, but this fentanyl crisis is reaching every American family across the entire country. So I understand what Donald Trump is saying by we need to take the fight to the cartels. We need to work something out with the Mexican government and say, let me tell you something. In my opinion, if we're not violating any treaties or any international law, we need to identify who these individuals are, these, these terrorists, quite honestly, these drug pushers, and we need to take them out. We need to eliminate them eliminate them from the face of the earth because right now they control the cartels control our southern border we need to take the fight to them and we need to eliminate them off the face of the earth a, a congressman when you shifted from 30 years in law enforcement and down in fort ben and you, and you ran for office what are the one or two things not what you promised but what you heard from your constituents what, what were the one or two things they wanted you to focus on when you went to Washington, D.C.? Well, obviously, when I was campaigning, I had a very difficult primary. A lot of individuals, I clobbered them all. You don't want to get you don't want to run against a pot, you know, a, a popular sheriff. But I made a commitment to the people in my district that we will fight this swamp, that there's an establishment swamp up here. When Trump described this as a swamp, he was right. I've experienced it now. For two years, I said, I'm going to fight this swamp. We have to reduce spending. We have to get our southern border under control. We have to put the American people first. And that's why I joined the Freedom Caucus. I love what they stand for. They're America first patriots. And that's who I am. And I put the American people first in the decisions that I make up here each and every day. So I think they're very pleased, quite honestly, Steve, with my performance and what I've done over the first two years because I was very, very successful in the primary, and I, I overperformed in the general election as well. Congressman, the Freedom Caucus is now on the tip of everybody's tongue, even people that don't pay close attention to politics because of the situation where we get into this now. Um, and, and I realize that some of your colleagues and, and closest associates 
that are part of the group that are either working for reforms or some have just said, hey, look, I don't trust McCarthy. I'm not going to get there. But in the Freedom Caucus itself, is it appropriate to call the sir? I'm sorry. I, you, you cut out there for a bit, Steve. I'm sorry. There, there are a lot of uh, commentators, particularly on MSNBC and CNN, are referring to the Freedom Caucus, not, not just the, the parts of the Freedom Caucus that are in the 20 that are, uh, you know, either negotiating a package with McCarthy or fighting McCarthy, not voting for him. But they're calling the entire Freedom Caucus a collection of extremists. Uh, is that, in your mind, a true statement? I tell you, when you look at me, Steve, you're looking at me. I served in law enforcement for 30 years. I lost friends in combat in Afghanistan. I was, I was in the military for 21, retired as a major, went to Iraq, Afghanistan. I did all that. Do I look like an extremist? I was willing, I was willing, Steve, to risk my life and lay down my life in service to this country. So those organizations, well, it's, whether it's MSLSD or CNN or some of those other fake news networks want to say that I'm an extremist, I want you to say that to my face because I would say, shame on you. I was willing to lay down my life in service to this country, and I've done it for two and three decades. So you're out of bounds. You're out of bounds for for accusing me or looking at me as some type of an extremist. We have many members in the Freedom Caucus, and they're very principled people. Now, we may not necessarily agree on this speaker's race. I don't think this is the the battle that we should be waging. I think the real war starts as it comes to policy and legislation when we get our speaker and our people set. But I, I, I just, I take offense to that and they should be shamed. It's shameful that they would call individuals like me and other members extremists. It's unfortunate. Right before I go to that, I gotta ask you, when you were overseas in combat, and, and with your uh, your comrades and, and your colleagues and, and, and men and women giving uh, becoming uh, casualties and, and some getting killed uh, and some having PTSD when they got back and committing suicides. When you were there at the time, did you have any earthly idea when you would get to, if you were ever to get to Congress that the city and the swamp would run like it was? You were there fighting for your country. Uh, fighting for democracy, fighting for all that. Was there any conception of how corrupt uh, the D- Washington, D.C. is? Well, you know, when I was a sheriff, I know I'm not 30 years old or 40 years old either, Steve. I've been around the block a few times. I would come up to the city of Washington, D.C. for uh, the National Sheriff's Association. We had a midwinter conference up here every uh, in the spring of every year. And I would come up here and I would roll down the window in my car and I would let my beautiful bride, I would say, baby, you can smell the corruption. You can smell the corruption up here. (laughs) And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that Washington is where it is today. This has to change. It has to change. We need to change direction. This place has to have some strong leadership that puts the American people first. I am one of very few that have never voted and could not support giving Ukraine billions of dollars. And why am I not willing to support Ukraine? I was there in August of 2021. I had an opportunity to visit the Ukraine, but I am not in favor of giving Ukraine taxpayer money upwards of over $100 billion and now when we have all the issues we face in America. How about take some of that money and put it at our southern border? How about help some of the homelessness that we have here in the city of Washington, D.C.? How about helping some of those veterans that are suffering from PTSD so they don't take their lives and or the lives of their family members before they take their own lives? And I've also experienced that as a sheriff of Fort Bend County. Try to explain that one to relatives. So we have all sorts of issues here in this country. And I'm the guy that says we got to put the American people first. And that money needs to be spent in this great country of ours to protect America, to look out for America, period. Okay, Okay. if if I had to take your profile, a guy that served his country once in in, in the Army and actually did deployments in combat, 
then was in law enforcement for 30 years and was a popular sheriff, but then a sheriff at, at Fort Bend and popular enough to get. So for the third time, you're serving your country going to Congress. And you're a little bit like Mr. Smith goes to Congress. If I look at your profile, Freedom Caucus, hey, I'm a patriot and I'm a defense guy, but I don't agree with the Ukraine situation. I don't agree with the money. Your entire profile, you would think that you would be one of the uh, resistance or whatever they call them, the 20. Why make the case uh, and your and your number one thing? In fact, the reason you're not retired, living on a ranch somewhere, enjoying your retirement, you're actually back and giving of yourself again, is because you want to take on the swamp. Make the case. What you seem like the perfect uh, uh, model that was supposed to be in the resistance. Why are you not? Why are you supporting Kevin McCarthy, sir? Uh, great question, Steve, and I'm happy to answer that. I have spoken to some of my friends. I have spoken to some of the 20 in the Freedom Caucus that are anti-McCarthy, that are an absolute no to McCarthy. And I tried to explain to them, I says, fellas and guys and gals, I'm trying to understand this. I know you don't want Speaker McCarthy to be the leader, but I number one, you're fighting 201 individuals, over 200 in this conference that are going to say, we don't want anybody else other than Leader McCarthy. And all we are doing right now is delaying the ability for us to look into the investigations of Hunter Biden, whether we look in the Mayorkas with the southern border, whether we look at Christopher Ray and Garland, who, number one, we need to have them in front of our committees. I just felt this is not the battle we should be waging, because in my humble opinion, Leader McCarthy understands we have 222 of us. He'll need 218 to get any legislation across through the House of Representatives. Steve, there's 35 to 40 of us in the Freedom Caucus. 35 to 40 of us. Kevin McCarthy understands that nothing will get through the House of Representatives without the House Freedom Caucus. He's going to need our support and he's going to need our endorsement on legislation. And that is the time when we have policy and legislation. That's, these are the battles we should be having when we have policy and legislation. And we will move Kevin McCarthy to the right because if he doesn't move right, Nothing's going to pass the House or very little at all. On the look, we have a set of investigations. You know, you've got the administrative state, your law enforcement. You know how out of control the FBI is. You know how out of control the DOJ is, the administrative state. You look at the debt ceiling. You look at they've taken the gavel away from McCarthy on this horrible omnibus bill. Do you believe this issue of trust comes up? Can you go back? Because obviously you're an honorable guy and, and, and the people thought enough of you as sheriff to put you in Congress. Can you go back to your constituents and say, hey, look, I trust this guy. And when the time gets tough, I'm giving you my word that he's going to be tough enough to make sure that we don't just get trillions of dollars in the debt ceiling. We don't have another omnibus like the one point seven trillion that the investigations, congressmen, are not going to be like Benghazi just performing. There's going to be real stuff that you're going to have a voice when it comes to Ukraine and saying, hey, look. I'm a patriot. I've served my country. I've served in combat, but I don't agree with what's going on here. Do, can you look your constituents in the eye and say, hey, this guy may not be perfect, but this is the guy, sir? I, I believe he can, Stephen. And, and this is a good example. When I look at uh, the uh, government oversight reform under Representative Comer, I think he's going to be great. He has done press conferences. He has said, we need to look at Hunter Biden. We no, need to look at his laptop. We know who the big guy is. I applaud his efforts to go after and look and have these investigations because I think the American people are demanding answers. And then you have Representative Jim Jordan, who's going to be over judiciary, which I hope I'm going to serve on. And we can have those investigations as well as it relates to the FBI, Comer, as it relates or, or the FBI, as, as well as uh, the, uh, the DOJ. So, no, I believe that there are great days ahead. I believe that as the majority, as the Republican majority, that we can get answers to some of these questions. Fauci needs to be brought up in front of us. And so I think Leader McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, has a good team around him uh, that we can do uh, a lot of good service uh, to the conservative base as well as the Republican Party as a whole. Do you believe, last question, do you believe that he will back up a real investigation of January 6th that we get to the bottom of the information Pelosi had, the information DHS had, how much involvement by the FBI and DHS that we get a true accounting 
of what happened from soup to nuts on everything, the good and the bad, that the nation gets a full accounting with public hearings on J6. Do you believe McCarthy would back people on that? I certainly hope so. And I would I would uh, respectfully ask him to do so, because, listen, Steve, I was at the uh, the D.C. Gulag today. I spent an hour and 15 minutes in there. I actually had an opportunity to talk to the 21. There are currently 21 J6 detainees inside the D.C. Gulag, and many of them are there on pretrial confinement. Steve, they haven't found they haven't found found guilty of anything. So I'm paying attention to this. I know a little bit about January 6th. I was the last member to leave the House floor. I wrote a book on January 6th that's been endorsed by Donald Trump because this sham committee, this Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney and all of them, it's all about Donald Trump. This sham committee was not about seeking truth into January 6th and how we can prevent it from taking place again. January 6th was a law enforcement failure. And in the book, it should have never happened. I lay it all out there in the book that's been endorsed by Donald Trump. So, no, I think we have some questions that need to be asked of the Capitol Police, of the leadership team. Nancy Pelosi needs to come before us. We have a lot of questions because right now, January 6th should have never happened. It should have never happened. And look at where we are today because they failed to act. The leadership failed to act on the intelligence that was glaring them in the face weeks before January 6th, and they did nothing with it. They did nothing with it. Shameful. That would, Shameful. Th- that would be that would be a ma- that would be a massive national scandal if we could get to the bottom of it. Last question: Having been a sheriff and spent thirty years in law enforcement, you just called it a gulag. I understand someone like you chooses your words carefully. Have you ever in your career seen individuals held pre-trial for this length of time? Well, have they been the held? Is that they, not a national scandal, sir? Yeah, the problem that they have in, is that. Uh, these individuals obviously have been charged with federal charges. I told them that when I was with them today, I said, you guys would have rather had state charges because then you would be offered bail. Under the federal system, you're either offered, you're either released or you're not. There really is no bail system. And, and I told them all inside there, I said, I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to do what I can to help you. They had several complaints. Uh, they were concerned about the grievance process. Their grievances won't be heard. They were concerned about the medical treatment that they were receiving and obviously religious services. So uh, there are things that I want to do to try to help them with due process. I think their violation, their rights of due process, obviously is a concern of mine. And, and we need to pay some attention to them. And hopefully, after we get our speaker elected, Kevin McCarthy will give me an opportunity to spend some time in that area, working maybe with Jim Jordan and the others on judiciary. Uh, Congressman, we'd look forward to having you back here. What's your social media? How can people follow you and how they go to the website to find out more about you? Well, the best way to do it, I think, to, to see is is go to uh, go to Amazon. Go to Amazon and look at the big fraud. Big fraud endorsed by Donald Trump. It talks about January 6th. It's all truth. This is truth. There's two chapters about January 6th. It talks about the sham committee. It explains the timelines. Everybody wants to blame Donald Trump for this. Donald Trump is not at fault for January 6th, folks. That sham report, that committee report, 800 pages or so, has Donald Trump's listed his name 4,000 times. How many times was Ray Epps' name listed in that report? A fat goose egg, zero. So you know they were not about seeking the truth. My book is all about the truth. That's why it's doing very well on Amazon. It's called The Big Fraud. Google me, Troy Nails. Yeah. Troy Nails, you'll see me. I'm a I'm an America first patriot. Hey, Congressman, we will push the book. We'll make sure we get it up. Thank you very much for sending as much time as you did today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. You're a great American. God bless. Well, we try, sir. Thank you very much. I tell you what, I've got Todd Bensman. This is big breaking news in the border, but I also have DC Drano. Uh, DC Drano, uh, thank you uh, for joining us, uh, sir. Do, do we have uh, Rogan O'Hanley? Yes, sir. Rogan, it's always we've got about two minutes here. There's been a lot of going back and forth with deals today. You've been a little hot on Twitter. Give us an update right now. I think they're actually getting ready for round 11 ballot 11. They're making the uh, the introductory uh, nomination speeches right now. What are you hearing with all your sources, uh, D.C., about what's going on? What's the horse trading that's going on right now? 
I'm hearing that McCarthy is making a lot of concessions. I can't get into details, but uh, the concessions he's making, I will, you know, disclose at some point. Uh, but it's it's insane that he was even holding back on some of these things. And, you know, I, I, I'm not a member of Congress. I can only speak as a member of the, the MAGA base. And a lot of us just don't trust McCarthy. You know, part of the concessions needs to be that he is not the speaker. And we got 221 other members of Congress. Jim Jordan would be fantastic. Byron Donalds would be great. So anyone but McCarthy. But uh, if if we are going to end up with McCarthy, I do think that we have won a massive moral victory and proven to the entire D.C. swamp that nothing gets done without the Freedom Caucus, without the people's vote. So that is somewhat reassuring, but I'm still anti-McCarthy. D.C. Drano, hang over a second, because I've got Todd Bensman, I've got you. I want to take a break. I want to come back. There's some activity up on the Hill right now. There's been another historic day. I think they're into around 11. We have Rogan O'Hanley. Uh, he knows the inside scoop. I think what he's saying, it's boiling down to, and I think this is the case, is that there, there looks like a massive reform package has been brought about by, by the Freedom Caucus and others have been negotiating. The question is, can anybody trust him? And I think it's going to get down to that. I think Rogan nailed it, but I want to talk about this reform. Regardless of what happens here, the game has changed. The swamp has been changed with this process just in the last 72 hours. Also, Todd Benzman. Joe Biden has finally said he's going to go to the border. There's a lot going on that really has not been focused on in the last couple of days because of the intensity on Capitol Hill. But remember, the intensity on Capitol Hill, one of the big things is the invasion on the southern border. And the people feel that that uh, that uh, McCarthy has the titanium steel you're going to need, not just to build a wall, but to stop the invasion. Short commercial break. Todd Benson from CIS, Rogan O'Hanley, D.C. Draining, one of the top influencers in the MAGA movement. Next. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Tex Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bandon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, an energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less 
so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. As we went to break, uh, Matt Gates, Republican from Florida, put into nomination uh, Donald J. Trump to be Speaker of the House. We're going to get to that, hopefully pull that in a second. Memphis will let me know when that's ready. Rogan, how does that change your attitude? Trump has now uh, put in official nomination uh, for Speaker. Is he the best compromise candidate here, sir? <laughs> Well, it's a dream of a lot of us. I was on your show talking about this in January 2021. I think it would energize the base. I think it would, uh, you know, I, 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 I talk about how people think we're upset that Congress isn't moving. This is the best uh, news we've gotten in two plus years. Every time Congress moves, our dollar is worth less, our border is more open, and more money goes overseas. So anything is better than what was happening. And, no. you know, I think Trump. No, no, actually- no, no. This is this. Hold, hold it. Hold it. I want to say something. This is kismet. This is actual dharma. When I was talking this, I would talk behind the scenes with people all the time. Sir, you were the first one to put it out. I think you tweeted it out. And that's why I yeah. said, hey, we got to get D.C. Drano on the show. We, we had you on the show that day. I think it was a year and a half, almost two years ago. You were the very first guy, I think, that actually ever went out there. I, I took as much credit for it as possible, obviously. But no, that is why it's so ironic. In the very moment, this was not set up in the very moment that Matt Gates nominates Trump, Rogan O'Hanley, D.C. Drano, one of the top influencers, put this out there to talk about. And remember, some people took it seriously. I took it very seriously. In fact, I, told, I said, look, if he had gotten focused and, and committed to this, on Monday night, he would have won in the first round. We wouldn't have gone through any of this stuff. And he would agree to the reform package. In fact, Rogan, he would have sat there and go, are you kidding me? This is the way the place mm-hmm. has been run before. We're not going to do that. He would have done. Is there anybody in your mind on a serious, given where we are right now, given the debt ceiling negotiations, the, the, the massive spending package that we got to somehow defeat uh, the southern border, uh, Ukraine, uh, the the investigations into the FBI and, and the Joint Committee on Weaponization of Government. Is anybody better, at least for 100 days and maybe more, than Donald J. Trump to step in here, sir? No. He, he, he's the number one. He's He can make a phone call and get anything done that needs to get done. He knows all the players. He knows the good guys. He knows the bad guys. He knows the money people. And he's going to be running in 2024. Everyone's going to be walking on eggshells to make sure they do the right thing. Can you imagine him running the January 6th investigations? It, it, it needs to happen. I think this is, I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, DC Drano, I know you can't talk about a lot of what's going on behind the scenes, but do you believe given the lack of trust, even with this package, and you said it best, uh, the MAGA movement in the house freedom caucus and other associated people like Lauren uh, Boebert, have moved this thing so far, so far to the right where it was not, and even an exercise in uh, in good government, right? But do you believe there's too much lack of trust by the core of this twenty that McCarthy's just never going to be speaker? I unfortunately think there's still a chance that McCarthy can be speaker because when it comes down to it, power uh, is power, and he unfortunately has a lot of it, but. I do think this has sent shockwaves through the system, and I really want a different speaker. I cannot trust this guy. He was on a book cover with Paul Ryan and Eric Cantor. He wore the Ukraine flag pin. You know what? Tucker Carlson called him out on the Ukraine flag pin last night, and he's not even wearing a U.S. flag pin today, right? That's just the, you know, maybe if we were sending money to Americans, he'd wear the U.S. flag pin. I mean, I don't know what it takes. So I do not trust the guy whatsoever. He's a swamp rat pretending to be a chameleon for the MAGA base. But 
uh, in the end, no matter what, I am confident that the power of the Freedom Caucus has been made very clear and nothing will get done without their consent, regardless of who is the speaker. Rogan, how do people follow you on social media and in uh, all of it? Because you're one of the most important influencers in MAGA. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm just just contributing here as much. The war room, I think, is what's really moving the needle on any given issue. But you can find me DC underscore Drano stands for draining the DC swamp. We're watching it right now. I know you don't like the phrase as much, but, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing to watch it happen in real time. This is the fight that the American people have wanted for a long time. It's very gratifying. Amen, brother. Thank you very much. DC Drano. A uh, young man who really came up with the idea two years ago. Talk about the irony. At the very moment he's on the war room is exactly when Matt Gates puts Trump a name and nomination on something that Rogan O'Hanley thought of a couple of years ago and that we championed. Um, in fact, I, I, steal, I stole the idea from Rogan, so I'm, I'm stealing it fair and square. 202-225-3121 is the number. We want your voice to be heard. If you support McCarthy, support McCarthy. Call, tell your congressman, tell him you support him. If you want change and you don't support McCarthy, call and say what you, what you support. First, if it's not McCarthy, give him your ideas. But make sure that your voice is heard. Do not be silent this time. This has been a massive exercise, and it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop tonight, uh, even with this deal they're putting on the table. But make sure that your voice is heard because, quite frankly, much of this is because of this audience, right? In particular, in the debt ceiling and things like that. Uh, do I still have Todd Benzman? Can I get Todd Benzman up? Todd Benzman of CIS. Um, Todd, I think, by the way, Todd Benzman of CIS, can I, I want to do one thing. Right and getting Todd up, I want to play, I think we got the Matt Gates clip uh, ready. Let's go ahead and play the Matt Gates clip. Gentleman from Florida rides. To place a name and nomination for the position of Speaker of the House. The gentleman is recognized. My friends, when Donald Trump was president, taxes were cut, regulations were slashed, energy was abundant, wages were rising, capital was returning from overseas to fund the dreams and ambitions of our fellow Americans, and the economy was roaring. What a contrast to what we have seen from this administration now. And so I rise to nominate Donald Trump for the position of Speaker of the House. Okay, that's uh, that is uh, Matt Gates. Pretty historic moment. Um, by the way, I think I misspoke the other day. Uh, John Quincy Adams was not speaker. John Quincy Adams after the presidency, and this is the controversial one that he stole from Andrew Jackson. Went back, was in the House afterwards. So Donald Trump had had as many votes, I think, as just as a member of the House, not a speaker. John Adams actually got two votes to be speaker. Trump is tied with that at least before this next round. I want to bring in Todd Bensman. Todd, there's a lot going on. And so much of what's happening right now on the speakership, as you know, is tied to the issues that you deal with, the southern border. Now, first thing I got to get, because uh, we haven't time to cover it, Joe Biden is actually headed to the border in Texas, your favorite place. Is this purely performative, um, uh, Todd? And they've made a bunch of announcements of 30,000, what, a day and what they're going to let in or total. Walk us through all these changes that they're talking about. And Joe Biden's now feels like he's being forced to go to the Southern border to act tough, sir. So today, Joe Biden announced to the entire world that everybody is welcome to enter the United States at its Southern border through extra legal processes that I have reported already. They call them legal pathways. Uh, they're actually illegal pathways uh, where the, illegal immigrants or people who are intending to cross the border illegally are now going to be given a legal way while they're still in Mexico or uh, somewhere else in Latin America to then be escorted into the United States legally so that they're not called illegal immigrants anymore. They're expanding that pathway. Last month, I reported ad nauseum about this program this legal escort handoff program, I don't know what to call it, nobody's got a name for it, uh, that's already been in place from Tijuana to Matamoros. They've been letting in tens of thousands already through the, the, who were going to cross the border illegally by legalizing them first under humanitarian parole. The president told the entire world today that they were 
going to uh, have access to that program all over Latin America and also at the U.S. southern border. Uh, that the people that cross the southern border would be pushed back under Title 42 from four country, four new countries, but not to stay in Mexico, but to get in line for this so-called legal parole uh, legalization uh, system that I've been talking about. So what this is going to do, in my opinion, is it's going to uh, really inspire uh, millions of people from around the world to get on the road as soon as possible to get to get in line to start uh, you know the processes of the so-called legalization uh, and also to cross the border illegally if they can't qualify for that thing. Uh, I think that this is a mile marker in the border crisis that it has just ramped this thing up to a place that is far beyond where if they just simply eliminated Title 42, uh, because there are now multiple pathways. They've tripled the number of refugee admissions from Latin America, of all places, meaning uh, they're now going to allow start legalizing people as refugees under the refugee program to fly into the United States. These are legal pathways. They keep calling it legal pathways. I keep telling you, if you ever hear the word legal pathways, watch out. Uh, that's what they did today. And Mayorkas followed up with that. Uh, and we are we are looking at inviting the world in who of uh, people who are not eligible to enter through the southern border. One more thing, if I can add, I know I've been going on for a minute, but Sure. Um, no, no, this, no. It's fantastic. Keep going. This process of providing humanitarian parole while the border crosser is still south of the border is not legal. It's under it's being it's a it's a new parallel system that they've created that is there is no authority for this thing. There is no authority for this thing. Uh, there is litigation, but this litigation is slow moving. I don't see anything happening with that, with the litigation that would put a stop to this. But eventually, the Supreme Court is going to rule that this whole thing was illegal, that there was no authority to do this. We're in a historic, and I think I'm getting right now from one of my crack producers here, um, the 11th round has just started. The nominations have just finished. They're, they're now into it. Uh, and I think from everything that we're hearing, he will lose uh, in this 11th round. They're not they're going to wait till they adjourn somehow to try to make these deals. Do you believe that the Biden administration seeing how tough and how focused uh, the uh, I would say the hardcore, the MAGA movement, the, these 20 and there's obviously many, many more in back of that. And they've seen the overwhelming support they've gotten from the American people. And one of the issues they keep talking about every time they nominate somebody is the southern border, the invasion of the southern border. Do you think the Biden administration is doing some of these things to get ahead of the Republican in the MAGA takeover of the House of Representatives, sir? I think that the Biden administration is implementing these new processes and, and projects in order to prevent another Del Rio migrant crisis under the bridge scenario. They're, the goal is not to block and stop and deter. The goal is to bring in as many as possible in what they say is a orderly, legal, humane manner. That's all they care about. Uh, this new thing that they're talking about, the, the legalization of people while they're still south of the border, uh, that is actually illegal, that is going to reduce the numbers on paper of illegal border crossers. But it is going to increase the total number of people that are being brought in. Most of them are going to fly in on airplanes into the interior airports. So you never see it. Uh, that is what the what the president just said today in his in his press conference that we are going to put all of our onus on that. We're going to drive people into this legalize this legalized pathway, and then they won't be illegal anymore. So it's just the whole thing is just misdirection. I I hope nobody mistakes that for an actual solution, and it certainly is a parallel 
immigration system that completely skirts congressional statutes, totally skirts all of the laws that are in place to block, stop, and deter these millions and millions of people that are about to cross and have already crossed. But, but they've taken away our ability to shut it down today, this afternoon, with the appropriations, say zero. But there is an appropriation bill that has to be approved for September 30th of this year, October 1st. Do you believe, as you sit here today, given your experience, that within Congress we have the tools to be able to stop this? We just don't have to rely upon the courts. Do we have the authority in the statutes that have been written and passed as law and the ability to fund this or defund it and to investigate and to impeach and remove officials that won't follow the law? In those three areas, does Todd Bensman believe, and if Todd Bensman was some sort of advisor to a (laughs) House committee? that this could be stopped, sir? I think that the House will has it within its authority to uh, tighten up purse strings to block, uh, to, to attempt to block fun, uh, approval of funding for DHS operations. They can try it. I don't know if it's going to work. We've seen, we've seen this happen before, and it didn't work in the past. Uh, but I believe that they will probably. Well, it did, hold on, it, did, hold on, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't work because they blinked. If you had the, I'm saying, if you had the political will, because this is what this fight up here right now. It's not just about a rules package. It's not about this. It's about who has the ability to stand in the breach and to fight. And if Biden's going to yeah. shut the government down because of some of these provisions, then God bless, he's going to shut the government down. But we're going to have brinkmanship, and we're going to have it on a number of issues. One of the central issues, the one, the debt ceiling and the spending, but that's also tied to the invasion of the southern border. The sovereignty issue right now is we're losing our sovereignty. We're going to lose our sovereignty to the capital markets. Very quickly, we're going to have to spend a trillion dollars a year in interest payments on this debt, a trillion dollars a year cash money in interest payments. The other attack on our sovereignty is the southern border. So if you're not prepared to to do those and do brinkmanship and not blink, before when you said to do it, the tighten purse strings, everybody at the end of the day will wave off. They don't want to have the hard conversations. They don't want to be criticized in the New York Times. They don't want to be criticized on uh, on MSNBC or CNN, right, as bad people or tough people or evil people. The problem is we haven't had the stones to see it through to its logical conclusion. Is is that essentially what the issue's been? Yes. I think that there is a momentum and an interest uh, in segments of the uh, new Congress on the, on the House side to use this, the power of the purse to leverage border uh, reforms, uh, or actually just to follow the, the law <laughs> um, and to stop some of these things, these crazy things that are happening. Uh, and if there is the will to follow it through, it can be effective. Uh, the question is, is, is there the will? I know that there is in, in, in certain parts of the Freedom Caucus. I talk to those people. I don't know if uh, McCarthy is going to have the will or whoever ends up as the speaker uh, or whoever else is going to, to not blink. But it, I think they're going to try it at least. Oh, and one other thing. is How do people? But, be, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you asked about whether they would do the investigations, and yes, and those those are crucial. They need to be done. They have to have hearings. We need to understand, uh, haul people up in front of the the, uh, panels and have them explain what they did, what they knew, and when they knew it uh, on on many, many uh, policies that they put in place that created this totally parallel immigration system. That lets everybody in past the statutes. Is Biden's trip to the border purely performative, sir, just for the optics? Man, I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, I'm guessing that he needs to buy off the Mexican president to take back some of these uh, 42 pushbacks, to take back more. I noticed that part of the, pr- the pr- package was a lot more money in security assistance and humanitarian aid. Uh, That's the polar opposite of the way the last administration did it, which was all stick. And the stick worked wonders. The Mexican government did everything that that president wanted done. Uh, This president is going down there with money again. Uh, 
so, you know, I'm not impressed by that. I don't think that works. Last question before we go. Uh, Donald Trump said today when he takes office again in January 20th, 2025, he's going to immediately go to a war, a kinetic war with the cartels. Is that smart, uh, sir? Yes. A kinetic war is necessary. And I'm talking about uh, military use of force against some of the labs that are producing meth and fentanyl. We know where those labs are. The current president is not going to sign off on this. Uh, They're all about hugs, not bullets. But I think it's within the right of the United States, like it was when we battled FARC in Colombia and in the, the jungles down there. We had military men and women on the ground yep. in yep. choppers. Todd, I want to. I want to bring you back to Mark because we're out of time real quickly. How did it get to you? They got to follow you on social media. How did they get to you and your writings? Yeah, Benzman Todd at Twitter now and T Benzman at Getter. I'm also on Truth Social. You can follow me on all those places. I just returned from Mexico, eight days down there, and I have a lot to report coming up. Fine. We're going to have you back on. Todd Benzman, you're a patriot and a hero. Okay, uh, reporting up. Uh, uh, McCarthy just lost the 11th ballot. They're going to be deal-making tonight. We'll be up on Getter talking about back at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Going to be another incredible day. Make sure you're back here. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, And those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.